Welcome to Love in Brief, a brief ABDL advice podcast focused on issues of love. It's love for yourself. Mm-hmm. It's love for others. Of course. It's love for your community. Mm-hmm. And it's love for creating things. Did you know that? No. It's true. And this is our second in a series on ABDL makers, creators. I'm Resonant Yes. And I'm Road Not Taken. And uh, boy, I haven't seen R&T this excited to record uh, an episode possibly ever. She's just so fired up about this, and, and rightfully so. There's a lot to be excited about because one of her maker-creator heroes is on today. True. Would you like to introduce our special guest? Yes, please. Go for it. Um, okay, so today we have Pepper North with us. She is one of my very, very favorite ABDL authors, and uh, she has kindly agreed to talk with us this afternoon, and I'm very Can excited. you believe it? No. I know. Hi, Pepper. Thanks for joining us. Hi, it's so exciting to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. Um, why don't you tell us a little bit about your love? Um, probably the main love source in my life is my husband, Mr. North. Um, we've been together 30 some odd years and um, he is my biggest support, my biggest fan and uh, the rock of my life. Oh, that's so sweet. 30 years. Congratulations. That is a long time to be together with a a partner and still have such love and affection. That's wonderful. I know I have a whole nother line of questions to ask you now. (laughs) (laughs) Like, how do we pull that off? Do do you mind hosting an advice show we can call into, please? Oh, my (laughs) gosh. Uh, I don't know that I have all the answers, but it sure is nice to meet the right person. Yeah, that's that's a big start, isn't it? We, we, um, we don't have all the answers either, which is why we have folks like you on to give us wisdom. <laughs> so, um, there are so, you have such a, a magnificent catalog of writing and I want to dig into that and, and I'll give folks just right off the bat. If you want to explore some of Pepper North's writing, one nice place to do it is at uh, fourpeppernorth.club and that is for the number four peppernorth.club and you can learn all about her writing and what she likes to write about. And for us, we don't have to learn about it because we've been steeped in it for a while. How, how many, how many hundreds of hours do you think you've invested in reading Pepper's wonderful writing? Uh, I'll say, I'll say, um, Pepper, uh, you're the reason I have, um, Purchased Audible credits in addition to the two Audible credits I get every month. That's right. For the last couple. That's like, right. Years. How nice! I, I'm glad to know that you're enjoying the audiobooks. That that's good feedback for me to know to, to keep putting those out. Oh, you know, um, Nicole Renee, I think is the name of the um, narrator, and she is just perfect. I, She's it's, it's wonderful. A, yes, yeah. she is. It's it's a it's a great time. So I, I, I'm so curious. How did you get started writing? Well, I wonder, could you describe in your own words, so that we don't uh, put them in your mouth, but could you describe the genre that you write in, and can you talk about how you got started? I would be glad to. My story is much different than most writers. Um, When you talk to the majority of writers, they will say that they knew from a very early age that they were uh, writers, and they've, you know, planned to write all of their lives. I did not. Um, my degrees are in French and Spanish, so I'm I'm definitely language based, and I you know I know 
grammar and those types of things. So all of that has helped me, but that was not the focus of my life. Um, in 2017, uh, I started, but I, probably back in 2016, I read a book by Maren Smith. It was called Daddy's Girl. And that was my first introduction to this genre of books. And I loved it. Um, I searched for other books that I could devour as much as that one. And uh, most of the books that dealt with age play were a simple scene, maybe 17 pages, 35 pages, something like that. Nothing that was a developed story like Maren Smith's had been that I loved. Um, so just for myself, I wrote, uh, my first book, Zoe, and, um, then in a brave whim, I put it out on Amazon just to see what would happen and watched it sell. Uh, it was just an amazing process. I told no one. I didn't tell my husband. I didn't tell any of my friends. I didn't tell any of my family. Uh, I just sat there and watched it watched it sell. Mm. That's so, that's so powerful, isn't it? I mean, we did the same thing with the podcast where like we threw it out there, like, I don't know if anybody's going to listen to it. And then you start getting emails back and you start seeing, oh my gosh, people, people actually are liking what we're doing. It's just amazing. Yes. I had people writing to me and uh, a variety of different things. So 60 days uh, out after I published it, Amazon pays in after a brief time lapse. So after 60 days, the first payment was going to be going into our checking account. And uh, my husband was going to wonder where it was coming from. So <laughs> at that point, I told him that I put this book out. I didn't tell him what the book was. I didn't tell him my pen name. Uh, and it was quite a while after that, that he learned all of those things. And now he works for me. We're a, a team. He does some of my covers and all of my formatting and lots of my advertising and things like that. Uh, I couldn't do what I do without him. So you've evolved a partnership, not only at home, but now working together. Yeah. What a wonderful collaboration. How cool. That is correct. Yes. So uh, we work very well together. And uh, I, I definitely treasure his support. How did that first conversation go? I'm just so curious when you're like, okay, you've, you know, you now know the, the, the genre, et cetera. And, and you said he's been so supportive. D did you have to have like a, okay, here's, you know, here's what this stuff is conversation. It, exactly. That was what uh, we had to do. Um, and I don't know what I expected his reaction would be, but of course he was hugely supportive and um, intrigued. And so, you know, we both learned a lot over the years since I started putting books out. How so wonderful. over the last four years, you've come up with such a wide variety of characters. And I wonder if you wouldn't mind telling us a little bit about how, how do you connect and create all these different characters, these different personalities in, um, in the worlds that you've created. It is fun, isn't it? Um, somehow, without any training, I, I have just become kind of a, a storyteller. And I 
am definitely, uh, as a writer, uh, a pantser in uh, writing. You're either a plotter or you're a pantser, and uh, a plotter lies out, lays out the whole story, and then uh, it just they follow that kind of map of what it is. I start writing, and the characters characters just evolve. Um, the story just becomes, and I don't really know where it comes from, um, but it's it's very interesting. Um, I always know that if if I make myself cry, uh, that that's just going to be a poignant point for everybody in that in that book. Oh, that's what a pantser is. When you said it, I was like, "Is this unique to little fiction?" But no, it's, it's sort of flying by the seat of your pants. It is exactly that. Yes. That's awesome. I will tell you that I've had, um, oftentimes I have people write to me and ask me to write specific stories that are like them. And I I try to avoid most of those just because I don't want to, um, you know, invade anyone's privacy in that way. But, you know, I listen and I realize that, you know, love comes in so many different forms. So I try to offer people a book that they can find themselves in somewhere. Mm. And is there anything especially fun and interesting about writing um, ABDL fiction as opposed to other fiction? You know, I find it addictive. Um, there'll be, I always find people that have never read uh, a H play book or an ABDL book um, and usually they read one, and then they read another, and they read another and another. It's one of those things that just kind of sucks you in. Um, so it, it's very interesting. Um, there are a lot of daddy authors out there, and daddy goes in a, a whole variety of different forms, whether it's um, kind of a dark daddy or a daddy dom. Um, there's not a whole bunch of people that write ABDL um, daddy books. Uh, and that, for some, is kind of uh, the first introduction that they have when they read one of my books to, to seeing people um, wearing diapers, uh, deciding that that's their lifestyle that they're going to follow. Uh, submitting that fully to somebody else's control. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's interesting, the re- reactions that I get and how people enjoy the books. Oh, I'm so curious about the emails you must receive, uh, positive, negative, and otherwise, when, when you find people who are, you know, into daddy books that find your books and then find the ABDL part. Is, is there any way to, to sort of summarize the types of reactions that you get? You know, I don't get very many negative reactions at all. Um, And in fact, I I probably had 50 books out there before I got one single one-star review on Amazon of somebody um, that didn't like the content of my books. I get some requests to do more middles than littles, uh, and I try to kind of throw one of those in here and there, but, but my favorites to write are the ABDL littles. They're, they're fun. Is there any character that you enjoy writing the most? Zoe is, uh, what I owe 
I think, all of my writing career, too. She is such a charismatic, uh, wonderful character. She just leaps off of the page. So uh, Zoe is Dr. Richard's Little's uh, baby girl, um, and she is... Um, in a lot of the different books, she comes back in his series. Uh, you'll see her uh, arrive, and sometimes she does cameos in, in some of the other series. Uh, but I, I love her. Um, I do love, uh, the, I love them all, but Liam has a special place in my heart. Oh, uh, Liam. I love Liam, too. I, I actually wrote Liam. This was one of the ones that I, I wrote uh, actually for somebody um, a little who was injured in, uh, combat wrote and asked if I would write a book about him mm. or like him. Mm. And so, uh, he actually, um, when I'd run into something and not know what I was going to do, I would say, okay, so tell me what would be the reaction here. Uh, and he could give me kind of that insider view of what someone that was dealing with not only the PTSD, but um, kind of the internal struggle of uh, the ABDL lifestyle as well, and needing a mommy. And his story, I think, is is one that I will never forget. I mean, it's one of those important ones. It's it's awesome to see both R&T and I sort of light up with these different characters in so much as... So Zoe was the first one I read, and I think it was the first one that you read too, right? Right. Right. And I really identified with the daddy role, and I know you really identified with Zoe. Yes. <laughs> and then I went back and read um, about Liam, and I was like, ooh, I can also see myself in Liam, right? That's like the switch part. Yeah. And it's so it's wonderful to be able to explore my own experience and your experience and our dynamic through these characters and through these books. And it's, uh, it's like you said, Pepper, where you said, hopefully people can find themselves in all the different characters in every book that I read, every new book that I read, I, I can feel a little bit of myself in each one. And I think that's just, that's the beauty of it is being able to say, oh, I'm a little bit like that. Mm -hmm. and I'm a little bit like that. And you find new parts of yourself too. I, yeah. I know that I was like, um, when I was reading through, uh, for instance, the, the Dr. Richard's Littles, that I was like, ooh, I, I hadn't thought to do this or bring this part out, but that sounds kind of cool. Yeah. Maybe I should try that. Those are lovely compliments. Thank you very much. Uh, I don't know anything that an author would like to hear more is than that the character is so lifelike that you uh, can identify with them in some way. Yeah, it's, it really does bring them to life. And, and we've been fortunate enough to get to speak with a number of other authors in the ABDL world, and everybody has a different take, right? So, you know, we've gotten to know through the podcast, for instance, um, Mako, and Mako brings in, I think, a really neat um, melange of of different gender identities and identities within the big little relationship and a lot of different takes on that. We've gotten to know Nathan Wayne, who I think builds in some really intriguing, almost like spy level, you know, plot developments and uh, uh, that sort of thing. We've gotten to know Zorro and, you know, Zorro does, I think, a really great job on the nurturing caretaking side. He focuses really heavily on that. And then, of course, we've gotten 
to know and, and to love your writing, Pepper. And, and in there, there's so many dynamics of like, I'm protecting you, but I'm also like, I'm protecting you from the big, bad outside world, but I'm also nurturing that little part of you that you just haven't quite brought to life yet, but you knew was in there. And I find that so inspiring. And like, it's almost like a challenge to me, like, where is that, that burgeoning big, or where is that burgeoning little that I can bring to the surface? Because the characters in your book are so good at bringing, or in your books are so good at bringing it out of each other. One characteristic of all my stories is I, I will never write anything that doesn't have a happy ever after. Um, but my characters always click. There's something that draws them together and they know instantly that uh, they are supposed to be together or that this person is important to their lives. Uh, and I, I really like that idea of that there's almost a, a, a perfect match out there waiting for you. You just need to find them. That's the happily ever after part. That is, yes. And I know that you have four different series that you um, contribute books to. Um, and I've only read Sanctum and Dr. Richard Slittles. And I was wondering if you might be able to tell us a little bit about the other two. Um, I think one of them is called The Magic of Twelve. Yes. Um, and The Magic of Twelve just finished. Um, I, the twelfth book just came out and completed the storyline. So it's a, if you're a binge reader, it's a great one to be able to read through all the way to the end that's there. And the Magic of Twelve was probably one of my funnest ones to write. Uh, it is a magical sorcerer that is uh, matched at um, conception of, the, of a young woman. And when she turns 22... She is magically transported to his uh, domain that he has created with magic. Uh, there's always a, a challenge that's in there, some kind of threat, uh, and the threat builds throughout the 12 books to grand finale conclusion, and um, it's it's very interesting. I, I loved it. The sorcerers are, of course, oversized and very powerful, and... Uh, the 22-year-old is transported almost always at the absolute worst time possible, <laughs> uh, which was so much fun to, to come up with different ways of how you could uh, transport somebody uh, magically to uh, meet someone and what could be happening. Like one young lady was in the process of pulling up her pants in a bathroom stall and she notices the floor is different underneath her feet oh, and God. looks up to find this huge man standing in front of her huge sorcerer. This is hot already. <laughs> just that just that description I'm I'm in. I mean it's like fun and yeah, come on. And the magic theme makes it um anything can happen. You know, it, the with magic you've got um a whole variety of different things that uh, could occur. And the threat is great. Um, they all survive. I'll tell you that uh, because, of course, happy ever after. They're not, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, it's got to be happy ever They're never going to be uh, permanently damaged in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but it is, it is a challenge. 
The other series that I have is The Keepers, and it's a sci-fi series um, where aliens are visiting the United States, or not the United States, the world, um, secretly. And these people run across them, spot them, and so then they cannot be left on Earth. They have to be transported back to their uh, world, which is Neurontia, and it's only a one-way trip. Uh, Humans are vastly unprepared and unable to um, care for themselves on this world, so they're assigned a keeper, which is the most um, revered job that you could have on Neurontia. It's quite an honor to be chosen to be a keeper. And so that's the dynamic of they're there to keep them for the rest of their lives and make them happy and take care of them. Oh, I cannot wait to dive into this series. Yeah, they're like... Uh, This one's new for me, so I can't wait to dive. I like that in both cases, they're sort of instantly in this dominant submissive relationship instantly, right? From the transporting to the, um, to, you know, when you arrive on this alien land that you're already in a structure. Yes. I like that. That's wild. So you've moved from, uh, with, uh, Sanctum and Dr. Richard's Littles, you've kind of are dwelling on the, in the earthly, uh, realm. And then you kind of move into sort of a magical, um, space. And I wondered, how did you get inspiration, um, for, I guess, all four of them, but how did you um, decide to move towards a more magical mm-hmm. um, world? I love to read. I read everything under the sun, fiction-wise. Um, I don't want to learn anything. I know that sounds terrible. I read totally for enjoyment. Uh, so I read everything from science fiction to fantasy to contemporary. Uh, I'm not a big historic fan, uh, but all of that range of books that are out there, I just think, okay, so how could I take my stories and apply them in this genre? It's fun because you can see that vision expanding, you know, as you move through these series that what looks like fun for you keeps expanding and then brings us readers along with it. Exactly. My newest uh, kind of uh, bent, and I do have a military romance, ABDL uh, storyline as well. Um, That's the medics little, and then it's um, all the different soldiers in one elite squad uh, called the Soldier Daddies. So that one's out there as well. Nice. But my newest one are Dark Daddies. So uh, one is a mafia uh, kind of daddy, and it's an interesting uh, format to use. So uh, there's more kind of a, a forced marriage, that type of compo- component to them. Uh, so they're fun. Yeah. Boy, it's it, mafia, military, space, magic. Dr. Richard obviously has got sort of this medical angle, but with this whole community, the sanctum is all community-based. This is a this is a wide playground. The world play is vast. Yes, the world <laughs> yes. is vast. Now, I mean, it's it's wild because as you're listing all these series, and, and in some cases you're saying, you know, I'm on book twelve of the series. We're talking about four years from from this would be really fun to explore to this massive 
volume of literature that you've created. I am a writing machine. I am. I love to write. Um, the stories are in me and they want to come out. So I write every single day. Um, this is, this is my life. This is my job. I, I, it's not really a job. It, just what I enjoy doing. So, uh, I, I put out a book about every three weeks. Mm. Um, so definitely I've got a, a huge library. I, I've, I've got over 60 books right now. I kind of stopped counting after 60. Though. <laughs> <laughs> so you're doing like 12 a year. I mean, this is, this is a prolific process that you're undertaking. It, yes. I, I definitely, um, produce a lot of books, uh, every year. I, I think that's magnificent that it's not only prolific, but continues to be good and even expanding as you go. That's a really good trick. It's fun to have the different, um, series to be able to kind of jump back and forth and try this for a little while and then go do this for a bit and then explore that. Uh, somebody asked me to be in an anthology, um, recently and I said, okay, I'll be glad to do that. You know, I'm going to write a daddy book. And they're like, oh, of course, you know, here's the theme. Can you, can you uh, write a book in this theme? And I'm like, sure, I can daddy that up. I can do it pretty well. <laughs> now, do you plan, um, whenever you start a series, do you plan all of the sort of the story arc ahead of time? Or do you just let it come to you as you find inspiration? The Magic of 12 was my big challenge because it was going to conclude in some big event that had to pull everything together. So that was the one that I planned the most. And I put little um, kind of Easter eggs, little hints here and there in different books so that all of those pieces could come together at the very end. But like the Dr. Richards Little series, those just evolved. Um, it's a community and people find each other. I even have a dating app called Playtime that uh, matches people together that don't run into each other uh, in their real lives. That, you need to make that happen in real life. I, I hear that a <laughs> lot. I wish I had the technology background to be able to do that. It would be a great idea. People love thinking about having something that is out there just to match them with similar-minded people. Although I think in, if you're going to make it happen in real life, you'll have to take the vowels out to make it work. I think that's how <laughs> apps work, right? Is that how it works? P-L-Y-T, just P-L-Y-T-Y-M would be it. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Okay, but if you did Playtime and you created a merch shop called Gordon's, I mean, I feel like you'd have an empire all on your there own. There you go. I actually have a Gordon's store on my website, so it, it does, it's not as extensive as Gordon's is uh, in real life, but oh. uh, it does it does exist. For oh, peppernorth.club and the Gordon's shop, I just clicked on the link, so you can get some, you can actually go to Gordon's if you've read the books and you've always wanted to go to Gordon's, now you can go oh. online to Gordon's. And get the books. So, you know, one of the things, as I said, that really uh, struck me was that this is, you know, four years ago, hey, I'd like to do this. And now you've, you've got such a, not only a prolific catalog, but sort of footprint in the community uh, affecting folks like us, for instance. Um, and I know that there are people out there who, this is why we are doing a series on, on makers and creators. There are people out there who are thinking, you know, I, 
I, I don't have anything to offer or I'm not sure how to get involved or how to engage the community. Do you have any advice for folks who are thinking, well, maybe I have a bit of a writer in me, or maybe I could reach people through the, through the written word and maybe even turn this into a thing. You know, the demand for daddy books and mommy books and littles and middles and, and all of the range of um, books that are in kind of the genre are, is great. I cannot write fast enough for people that are looking for books like this. They devour them. Um, it is a wonderful time to jump into writing. Write a story. Share it with people. See if they like it. Um, a lot of times I'll have on my uh, Facebook page in my discussion, somebody will say, oh, so I'm writing this book. and uh, Can I share part of it with uh, the Facebook group? And I'll be like, go for it. You know, let's see, let's see it. So it's, it's fun to see people try something new and be inspired to go write their own stories. And you're actually encouraging folks who write into you. It's, it, I mean, I love, always love to hear this, but you're saying, yes, I want other writers who are growing and trying their hand at this. Oh, definitely. You're not taking anything away from me at all. Uh, we're just contributing more great books out there for readers that want to read them. We feel the same way about podcasting, and we've had a number of different startup ABDL podcasts that have written and said, hey, can you give me some advice? And the answer is always yes, of course. Of course. The more the merrier. Yeah, the more the merrier. We just want great stuff out there. Exactly. That, that is what uh, we all want, is to have uh, the content out there for people that are looking for it. Have you ever had anyone write into you and say anything that's really stuck with you over the years? Definitely. I, I absolutely love getting notes from people, emails, messages on Facebook, those types of things. Um, people feel like they know me because they've read books and I'm pretty visible and out there. And I absolutely love the fact that I can interact personally with, with readers. Um, and oftentimes they do share stories or uh, bits of themselves with me. And it is... Uh, exactly, you know, what fuels me. I, I want to continue to write stories that are going to be so well-received that people love. In some ways, I think the feedback, at least for me, the feedback of, hey, you did something meaningful for me, or you encouraged me, or, you know, I saw myself in this story uh, that you shared on the podcast, whatever. For me, that is the fuel, like as, as, as cool as some of the other parts are like, getting to, you know, sometimes try dip samples we wouldn't have gotten or whatever. It's the, it's that feedback. I think that, that we find as like the primary fuel, Hey, this was important to me. Wow. We made something that mattered to you. That's so cool. I, I love it. it. It is exactly that. It's what keeps me at my computer every day. It, it's what, um, helps me check, you know, social media, all of those different things, because I know that people enjoy my books and enjoy reading this, this genre. And you said, you know, you're, you're out there, you're active. Uh, you, you know, obviously you've got your website, the Facebook group. Um, you've chosen to engage with people who read your writing and to become part of the community 
in that way. Do you have any advice? Maybe so we, we talked about people who are wanting to be in the community and, and would like to write. I want to go the other way. Do you have any advice for people who are really great writers who are afraid about engaging the community? There's something um, kind of clandestine about this um, subject area, of course, and, and people that are comfortable with sharing themselves with people that are not. I have um, a readers group that's kind of a, anybody can ask to be part of it, but it's a more kind of protected group. Our conversations in there are not seen by the general public. Uh, there would be a reason that you would join it. Either you love my books or you're very interested in the lifestyle. Um, and so we have a, a group that does that uh, just to allow people to kind of interact together and post, you know, here's their stuffy that they found at the grocery store and those types of things. They're, it's fun. Uh, during all the COVID uh, stuff that's been going on here lately, that readers group has been a huge support system for themselves. Um, I do Zoom meetings, uh, and anybody that wants to join can join. And so we'll have people from Australia and people from England and people from all over the United States, and they're all dealing with the same thing. And it's just fascinating to see what's happening in the different countries and things like that. So I think for those people that are really trying to connect with people, um, you know, form a tribe, uh, create something that people can become a part of, and then uh, give, give some of yourself to it. Uh, it. It has been a huge support system during all of this isolation this year, uh, and people have really enjoyed it. Form a tribe is great advice. Build something that other people can rally around. Exactly. And they will come together around it. That's so cool. Is there anything post-COVID that you um, have plans to attend or um, would like to attend within the community? Oh, my gosh, yes. Um, I am... I love book conferences. The The first book conference I went to, I just kind of looked around in uh, amazement as the, the people that come to book conferences are not readers. They are readers in capital letters. Mm. Uh, they come with little wagons that they're filling with books, and they have all of the stuff that they want you to sign, and everybody wants to talk to you, and it is a total blast. So uh, Mr. North and I go to a lot of book conferences. And of course, during the last year, um, year and a half, everything has been canceled. Yeah. So uh, everything that I had for 2020 was rescheduled into 2021. Some of the things at the beginning of 2021 have now been rescheduled to 2022. But the very first book conference uh, post-COVID with everybody vaccinated and hopefully uh, uh a little safer for everyone is going to be in June. So I'm, I'm super looking forward to getting back out there and getting to talk to people and um, talk books and share the, with them uh, what I write. Uh, so it, it's fun. If somebody is at one of these book conferences and wants to say hello, chat about the books, maybe get a signature, an autograph on their book, um, how do you want them to approach you? That's exactly what book conferences are for. 
um, we all set up tables with displays and, uh, I, I love people come talk to me. You know, that's, that's the most fun ever. If you're interested in my books, I would love to meet you. Even if you're not interested in my books, I'll love, I'll love to meet you. It's just, I'm a, I'm a people person. I, I enjoy chatting with people and talking about whatever it is that, that they like to read. So if you're at the table, you're you're fair game to come say hi. Oh, if I'm walking through the hallway, I'm fair game to come right. say hi. Yeah. Oh, definitely. If, if, you know, if I'm there, come talk to me. With uh, with R and T, she's a bit more uh, socially uh, introverted, and so the rule for her is, you know, when when we're some when we're somewhere at a conference that is obviously meant to be public, great. But but if you see her with her head down, bolting toward the room, it's because she's hit her <laughs> please, limit. Please don't just stop. let her go. Don't stop her. <laughs> She'll look panicked and run away. That's awesome that you have that kind of clue because everybody kind of needs their own little space too. That that's that's amazing. Yeah, we've learned we've learned that my extroversion and her introversion can be a magnificent combo as long as we communicate. True. We uh, we haven't. Uh, I've never been to a book conference before, but Doesn't oh that my sound god, fun? that sounds like right up my alley. But we do go to. Um, ABDL conferences. And if we have our name tags on, I think it's kind of, it says, come talk to me. We, uh, we do something with the community and he's more of our talker and I'm more of our runawayer. <laughs> That's really something I need to investigate a little bit more is some of the, the conferences that are out there that focus on this lifestyle. I, I would absolutely love to attend and uh, meet people. That would be fun. Well, if you're interested, we will happily introduce you to the folks uh, who run them. So um, I know I know certainly that plenty of people would be really excited to see you there. I would love it. Mm-hmm. There are people who just uh, interact with the lifestyle in a professional way as well. And they come and they speak with us and they hold mm-hmm. classes. And it's always really interesting, even from a research standpoint, to just. Yeah, for sure. Out. For sure. So I, I will. Uh, you mentioned these upcoming events. If you don't mind, can I do a quick rundown of your upcoming events based on your website? Sure. You definitely can do that. Um, hoping Mr. North has it all updated. I'm sure he probably does. It looks pretty good to me. It's looking very, very, uh, looks very updated, updated and nice. Oh, good. So, um, so if, if we wanted to come see you or anybody else did, June 24th through 27th at the Space Coast uh, Book Lovers in Cape Canaveral, Florida, August 1st at the Tulsa Hard Rock Author Event at uh, the casino there in Tulsa, August 14th at the Sounds Fun Delightfully Dirty in Dallas. That's at the Westin Galleria. <laughs> the names of these are the best. How people come up with them, they are great. I know. They really are. I, you know, I look for ones that have fun names. You definitely go to the most interesting book conferences. A couple of years ago, I went to Kinky in Kansas City. That was fun. They they have great t-shirts and it is <laughs> nice. wonderful. We do oh have the best gosh. name conferences, I think, in, in, this, in this world. The kinky, the, the kinky, kinky stuff. Ones. Yeah, yeah. always yeah. they always come yeah. with more fun names. Can than you professional imagine the shirts you would go to the gym? <laughs> I, do have a, I do have a number of strange lanyards. Yes. What does it say, naughty in Nashville, on your shirt? <laughs> so that's just a few places to catch up with Pepper North and um, Pepper. We are so thrilled that you took the time to come and, and chat with us and. Um, and join our, our Maker series. I'll, I'll ask just one last question. Is there anything that you're excited about that you want to share or um, any further advice for people who want to get involved as makers in the community? I am just so excited that the kind of 
light at the end of the tunnel uh, is kind of showing here that people can get out and interact personally. Um, I I think we've learned a lot how to uh, maintain those personal relationships uh, over technology with things like Zoom and things like that. But uh, there's nothing that quite rivals having in-person um, contact. So that that to me is, is the big light, uh, the big fun thing that's coming up is that we will be able to get together and interact uh, personally, which will be fun. Yeah, we cannot wait for the sunshine and the interaction. I would tell people if there's something that you would love to do, why not try it? Why not? I mean, look where it has taken me. Had I never put that first book out, I wouldn't have 60 some odd books out there. Uh, I wouldn't be talking to you. I Mm -hmm. would not have people reading books and hopefully loving them. Uh, You have to take that first step, whatever that first step is. And if you hadn't, I mean, that was a relatively low risk first step, right? You you put it out, didn't tell anybody. It even if it didn't hadn't worked, the first Zoe book. I mean, the the, the net risk would have been fairly low, right? Exactly. Yeah. No one. But if you hadn't done it, we wouldn't we wouldn't have all this joy from your work. So it's it's not just the change on your life, but the change on everybody else's life that you've that you've impacted with your work. So totally, that's I think magnificent advice. Why not? Why not? And thank you so much for loving my books. I really appreciate that. That uh, uh, they always, always makes my heart happy that uh, the books are out there in good hands. That's that's what I want to do. Is I want to uh, have my books reach people that are going to enjoy them. They are well loved in our. We own. can't help but love them. And thank you so much for joining us today, Pepper. Um, if anybody wants to check out your books, they can find them at fourpeppernorth.club. And. Um, Thanks again. We're so excited to have been speaking with you. That's right. This has been another episode of Love in Brief.